the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. Good morning, Christian America. Jesus is confronted numerous times by the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, people who understood or studied the letter of the law, the letter of the Old Testament, the 613 commandments that Moses handed, well, God handed down to Moses and Moses handed down to the people of Israel. But Jesus comes not of the flesh, not of the letter of the law, but of the spirit of the law. His works, his deeds, his examples, his teaching tell us that, they show us that today's portion of scripture that we're going to discuss uh, in Mark chapter 3 is one more example of how Jesus comes to us and teaches us the spirit of the law, his spirit and mercy upon those who are struggling. Let's get right into the scripture today. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to help revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. Because I would tell you, you'd have to be blind, deaf, and dumb not to see that this country needs a revitalization of the Christian faith, a revitalization amongst the faithful, a revitalization, a re-education uh, in scripture itself from, from top to bottom, left to right, inside, outside the church, we as a people, we as a country, we as a society need to remember the objective truths that scripture provides us. We have a whole 2,000 years of history since the earthly ministry of Jesus to guide us. We have scripture in the revelation that that Jesus provides to us, both the Old Testament and the New. And we have no shortage of theological, scholarly texts and videos and podcasts and teachers that, can, that we can turn to for people who have thought about these issues for literally generations. However it is that you receive the word of God, however it is that you receive teaching, that you receive understanding, that you receive God's revelation, that you listen and meditate on his word, whether it, you read it, whether you hear it, whether you join us here, whether you take it in, in, in whole chapters and whole uh, books at a time or individual verses, whatever and however you receive God's inspiration we want to encourage that because we need a strong Christian community. We need a strong Christian faith right now at this time in our, in our history. Now, possibly more than ever, because so many people have been led astray. So many people have been, have been handicapped in their way of thinking. They've been handicapped in the idea that either God doesn't exist or that he doesn't do the things that, that we think that he does or that people who believe in Christ 
are this or that, uh, you know, we are called as Christians to not be of the world. But since we have to live in the world, we are, we are also called to live up to God's commandments, to live up to God's expectation, and not to be stifled, not to be saddled with tradition just for tradition's sake. There's a and there's that's the con that's the the conflict within the church, within the body of Christ. There's a conflict between the believers and the non-believers, sure. But there's also a conflict within the church as to what type of teaching is necessarily correct. So what we come to you today is so we don't argue over what is said in scripture. We can debate what it means for us. We can debate uh, the interpretation of whatever is being said, but let us never argue over what is actually said. And so this podcast, this Monday podcast, we come to you with a, a portion of scripture like we come to you every Monday. And today we're gonna discuss the beginning of the gospel of Mark chapter three. And again, in this context, if you followed us last week and the week before that, you know that Mark is laying out you know, Jesus's works, Jesus's teachings. And he's being accompanied not only by his disciples, but also by the Pharisees and scribes uh, who are trying to find fault with him so that they may um, arrest him, detain him, punish him, and to eventually kill him in their eyes. And so what Jesus does is he doesn't give in to that pressure. He stands up to that pressure. He does the right thing regardless of what these religious leaders of his time may think of him because they're focused on the letter of the law. They're focused in the Old Testament ways. And that's the only tradition that they have. That's the only uh, uh, doctrine that they have up until this point. So they are leaders in the church and they they know this history, but they're so focused on the letter of the law that they fail to recognize the spirit of the law and they fail to recognize even in their studies that the son of man, the Messiah is in their presence. And because they fail on these two key aspects, they eventually lead uh, to, a, it eventually leads to a series of, uh, of things to come, which lead with the destruction of Jesus's physical body but those are all uh that was all foretold and so god's will is done anyway but it just shows you that sometimes far too often in in in, in so many cases that people of the faith become so enamored with their tradition so enamored enamored with the quote-unquote doctrine the hardliners, because it says these things that they failed to look at the broader context of the spirit of the law. Why did the law want this thing? Why did, why did God say that this was the law in order to do what? Not just to make a rule so that you have to follow it, but 
make a rule so that you would follow it so that these things may take place. What are those things? Maybe a change of the heart. And so it's that in which Jesus is addressing the spirit of the law in his mercy on the passage that we're going to talk about today. So if you grab your Bibles, turn to the Gospel of Mark. We're going to start at uh, chapter 3, verse 1. It says, again, he entered the synagogue. There was a man who had a withered hand. They watched him closely to see, they being the Pharisees and the scribes. So they watched him closely to see if, if he would cure him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, come up here before us. Then he said to them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it? But they remained silent, looking around at them with anger and grieved at their hardness of heart. He said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and the hand was restored. The Pharisees went out immediately and took counsel with the Herodians against him to put him to death. Jesus, verse 7 says, Jesus withdrew towards the sea with his disciples. A large number of people followed from Galilee and Judea. Hearing what he was doing, a large number of people came to him from Jerusalem and Idiome, from beyond the Jordan and from the neighborhood of Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd so that they would not crush him. He had cured many, and as a result, those who had diseases were pressing upon him to touch him. And whenever unclean spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. He warned them sternly not to make him known. So in this passage that we just read, you see Jesus' reaction to the religious leadership and the, the hardness of their hearts that is addressed. Because it's the Sabbath, because it's the Lord's day, the Old Testament text says that you shouldn't work. But Jesus then, that's what the letter of the law says. But Jesus comes in the spirit. And in that spirit of the law, is it or is it, not, he poses a question, is it or is it not good to do good, to save a life, as he says, on the Sabbath? Or would you rather destroy the life just because you can't save it on the Sabbath? Which is better in this scenario? The answer is obvious when you look at the situation of a man who's been crippled, who's had a withered hand. He's been handicapped for some time. His life has suffered because of it. This is a chance to relieve suffering from someone. Should he have not done that simply because it happens to be the Sabbath? Because he's moving on. Jesus is ministry continues his travels continue if he doesn't save this life now if he doesn't help this man now he may never be helped so in the spirit of the law in the spirit of generosity and spirit of mercy and spirit of kindness 
and in the spirit that we should love one another as we love ourselves. We say so often that God is love. Well, what, what a display of love Jesus displays by healing this man. It would be an act of the opposite of mercy. It would be an act of hardness if he were not able, if he would not use his powers for good, his powers to help someone who is in need. And that is the difference. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we have to be able to understand, especially when confronted with unbelievers who like to point to the Old Testament and say, well, do you eat shellfish? And do you uh, follow all 16, uh, uh, 613 commandments? And what about this? What about that? And they point to Leviticus and Deuteronomy and, and different passages of the Bible where the letter of the law was the, the only thing that the ancient Jewish communities had to follow. But we are followers of Jesus. We are followers of Christ. Those things aren't necessarily done away with. But Jesus refines that teaching. He refines into fulfillment the meaning of the letter of the law by coming and acting on the spirit of the law. And it's the spirit of the law that drives Jesus to heal this man on the Sabbath, to do good works on the Sabbath, to eat with sinners, to bless those who hate him, to speak and have a conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well, to sit down with tax collectors and sinners and have a meal with them. It's the spirit of the law that Jesus comes and does these things in order to set that example for us. So even though we may be interacting with someone who's not necessarily a believer or uh, have the same religion that we do, we can still participate in the love of God. We can still participate in our faith by being kind and generous and respectful and having decent conversation and living a right life, living a life of righteousness as best we know how by being kind and being generous and doing good works because that is love. That is a demonstration of love. Jesus's acts today out of love and kindness and spirit that he calls us to do the same and that we can follow in his footsteps when we do the same not condemnation not violence not anger and retribution not malice but kindness and an overall goodness with good intentions in our heart because Jesus is within us. His divine spirit is within us. We are all created by God in his image. And because of that, he dwells within us and let his spirit dwell within us and then act on that spirit. 
And I think that's what you see Jesus do here today. And I think that's something that would be beneficial for the rest of humanity, the rest of our country, the rest of our community, is that if we acted in the spirit of Jesus, if we acted in the spirit of the law, we would all be in a better, you know, mental, physical, psychological place. Um, and our country would be better for it. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that concludes today's reading uh, and, and discussion on Mark uh, chapter three, at least the beginning part of it. If you like what we do here, we encourage you to be a part of the Christian American community. We don't ask for donations. We ask for participation. Participate in the community by liking, sharing, and subscribing to the content that we provide out of this social media on this social media platform, wherever it is that you're watching this, whether it be YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or Parler or Twitter or any other uh, podcast platform, we ask that you share it with your friends. We ask that you take some time to meditate on the scripture today that we just read. If you have something else that is on your heart pertaining to this, leave a comment below. Um, if you have uh, something else that that intrigues you about this passage, leave a comment below. We just always ask that you be respectful, uh, but by no means uh, should you be silent and just, you know, willy-nilly accept one person's interpretation or one person's, um, uh, you know, teaching on scripture without thinking about it yourself, regardless of who that person is. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, we, we ask you to participate in the Christian American community by sharing these podcasts, by sharing our content, subscribing to it, liking the pages uh, and getting your family and friends involved, too, because that is how we build a Christian American community. That is how we revitalize this Christian, uh, this Christian community. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, where we'll see you and discuss what's happened between now and then. Um, we will see you then on, on the Friday podcast, eight o'clock on Friday, uh, on all the social media platforms. You guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.